Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. In this episode, I'm actually going to be doing a solo episode and I want to talk about how our stories evolve and how we acknowledge them. And not everyone likes to acknowledge when we start evolving because they don't sit back and really think about where they were and then where they are now. And if you're a small business, if you're someone that is out there sharing, talking, it is really important to kind of do that self-reflection and see where you are. Also for the people around you to see as you evolved, especially if you're doing things that are out of your comfort zone. So if you have kids or you have, you know, family members, they can see and be inspired by, by what you're doing. So in this episode, I'm going to, again, talk a little bit about that. I'm going to talk about some of the connections that I've recently made because of where my story is and where I've evolved and some of the fun stuff that is happening with, um, <laughs> with what I am doing in my own business, in the business that, um, I now do with a company called Fet Tech, all because I stayed curious and I put myself out there. I was hired as the chief communications officer for this company. They were my first storytelling client. Uh, just really fun things. So, so that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to your next stop. This is Juliet Han. So it is so important to really self-reflect. You guys have heard me talk about this with guests and other people. If you listen to some of my other podcasts, like YNS Live with NFL Thread, we talk about that with a lot of the spouses and a lot of the players that have transitioned just about the importance of evolving as we continue to get older and think about where our strengths and weaknesses are. You've also, if you listen to my other podcast called Word Blindness, uh, Dyslexia Exposed, I uh, have my co-host who's Brent Sopel. We talk about this a lot, the kind of the self-discovery, the self-reflection um, about really kind of thinking about when you're in that flow state in your life, when when things are just flowing, when you're like, oh my gosh, I love where I am. And it's just like, you're going straight and things just keep opening up. And then sometimes we hit those doors and it's like, okay, am I supposed to go left? Am I supposed to go right? And that's the time you're really supposed to stop and kind of self kind of reflect, think about it. And not a lot of people like to do that because it's hard. It doesn't feel good always. It's like, okay, I've put a lot of work into this. Why isn't this continuing to flow? What am I butting against? And sometimes when people really keep butting against things, they don't know how to flip it. They don't know how to get that flow back. And so I want to talk about that a little bit on this podcast. But so if you're new to your next stop or you are someone that listens to YNS Live with NFL Thread or Word Blindness, um, a little bit about my story. You can go back because I talk about this all the time, but I, and I'll just give, I'm going to give you that the part after I just turned 50 this year. Um, and I am doing what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life. It is so incredible and so amazing and so exciting, but I'm going to give you the kind of the last number of years when I started the podcast and kind of where it went. So when it, when it was originally called, um, next stop crazy town, I did some personal journal stories, really talking to women that were in the same situation I was. I had just moved moved. I was in my mid forties. So this was 2019, not good with math. So you can do the math and figure out how old I was. I believe it was mid forties. Uh, we had moved out to our summer home full time and my husband was out of work at a couple different times. So we were pivoting there, figuring life out three kids, two dogs, um, you know, just a, a, obviously a lot. I had chosen to stay home. I was in the advertising world, but I really always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I was in that space 
absolutely loving it, but there was something that was missing. And it was because my kids were getting older, tried to have another kid. My husband was like, no, (laughs) couldn't get a third dog. So it was like, okay, I got to sit with these emotions. I got to sit. So that's when I started Next Stop Crazy Town. I was walking the boxers as must have, many of you have heard me talk about. It's really important to find that space that you can self-reflect. You can meditate. I call it daydreaming and I do it when I am moving because I cannot sit still because then I think of the laundry and all the things that I have to do um, that I don't want to do. So I like to move. When I move, my brain settles and I really get uh, in a good space. So I was daydreaming. I was feeling lost. I had a really good friend that died from frontal lobe dementia. Um, she was not, she hadn't passed yet, but I saw her every Friday when I lived in Connecticut and I was leaving and not being able to see her every Friday and feeling terrible, terrible guilt. And also mourning the loss of my friend, even though she hadn't passed yet. My kids were older. They didn't need me as much. Dan was in the city five days a week. So I didn't have his, uh, his company. I was making new friends, but, uh, you know, still didn't find my groove and I was just feeling crap. I was feeling really crap. Um, and I didn't want, I was doing fitness stuff at the time when I was in Connecticut and I didn't want to, I didn't want to start doing live classes here. And it was really that, that stage of my life. I kind of felt like I outgrew. I loved the women that I worked with. I really missed them as well. Um, I had a great built-in community. So it was a lot of kind of just like self-reflection, like, okay, why do I feel this way? Why am I down? Why am I making, waking up kind of every day in a funk? This does not feel good. And this is not my typical because I am a positive person. So I went on a self-discovery. I started listening to more books. Again, I was doing virtual coaching with fitness, but it just wasn't fulfilling me at the same pace that it was before. And I had, you know, kind of dove back into it, but I wasn't doing the live classes. And so it just was feeling really disconnected. So I started listening to some books, podcasts, and, um, and, and taking walks more. I was really walking the boxers like a lot. I mean, hour, like over an hour, you know, we were really walking and I was listening to this book called Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert. I never even listened to, I mean, eat, pray, love. I'm not a big reader. As you know, I'm dyslexic. So I really don't like to read. I fall asleep if I sit. It takes me really long, but I do listen. And at this stage of my life, I was listening to a lot of kind of like inspiring books and stories. And I had, um, read a book, uh, well, I'll, I'll stop there because I was going to take you through another book, but that's going to go on a different path. So I was listening to Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, and she started talking about creative outlets. And as some of you know, in my story, I was, I'm dyslexic. I struggled in school a lot. I was really athletic, but I gave myself a narrative because of a third grade situation that I wasn't creative. So I kind of went down that felt dumb in many situations, but wasn't that was like, it was more, I was like, I'm not creative. I'm not creative because I couldn't draw. So she starts talking about creativity and how it comes in all different forms. And, and I, it, 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 all of a sudden I had this huge light bulb go off and I was like, I cannot believe I've been telling myself I'm not creative. This is insane to me. I am so creative. And it was like this crazy aha moment. And I had been listening to podcasts. I, I, obviously like to talk. I like to connect with people. And I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And um, because it was this, there was a, a little segment also on storytelling that I was listening to in other places. When I was doing the fitness stuff, there was a convention that I went to and there was a speaker that talked about storytelling. I remember being so touched by it. And I can't think of her name, but I remember just being like, 
wow, that was incredible. And I'm a storyteller. That's so interesting. I really love storytelling. I love connecting with people on their story. And I always have since I was little. I really kind of think about back is when when I was in the classroom and I tried to get out of things and I needed to read the teacher and communicate with friends and figure out who can help me in situations so I wasn't found out that I didn't know what was going on, that I really kind of honed in on my skill and my God-given gift of communication, but I, I really sharpened it as the years went on. So I would tell my kids stories. I would talk to people and connect on stories. It wasn't just like, you know, kind of surface um, conversations. Like when I met you, you knew everything about me pretty much because I would go in deep. I would talk about stories and I would, I would connect quick. And I knew that that was something that was a, a gift of mine. So when I'm listening to this book as I'm walking, it was like this crazy aha moment. And I was like, more women are in the spot that I'm I'm in right now. And I need a creative outlet. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm not creative. I mean, I used to tell my kids all the time and I hate, I, I hate that I did this because I'm such a positive person and we talk about our strengths. But I used to say, no, I'm not the creative one. Go to your dad. Like I hated like when they, we had to do like the arts and craft or like the, you know, in the school that we were in Connecticut, there was this pumpkin thing. And I would always have the kids do it because I was like, I'm not good. And some of the parents would do it and they would come in with these crazy pumpkins that were so artistic. And my kids would be like, they would have toothpicks stuck in everywhere and like, you know, paint splattered and be like, oh, mine's a porcupine or whatever. And it was, it was not like a good feel that I had. And I probably gave my kids the same sort of narrative that they weren't creative because I didn't like those arts and crafts. I mean, we've talked about it and they, they know that they're in creative in different ways, but it was that kind of that narrative that I, I'm not proud of myself because it is kind of the opposite of what I do for everything else. But there was that little creative moment. So I was excited to dive into this podcasting world and was like, you know, I, I came home, I told my kids and, and Dan and they were like, Oh, do, what are you going to talk about? Do you know how to start a podcast? And I was like, nope, I'm going to figure it out because I can figure anything out. That is one thing. When I put my mind to it, I can figure it anything out. I do also think that is about my dyslexia. Like it is, I have my mind on set on something and, you know, I can Google it. I can ask questions. I can network. I can talk to people. So that is what I did. And, um, I remember I got so, lit up because we were coming up with names, artwork, like so many things that just this, this whole world just opened up to me. And it was really, really exciting. Um, I was doing it like, I, I mean, I was telling stories. I was in my closet because I was like, this is the best sound. I mean, it was, it's really hilarious. And then when COVID hit and Clubhouse came about, it was a social audio app. I jumped on Clubhouse and I was like, I'm going to meet people in this podcasting world. I'm going to learn more because now I want to know everything I can know because that's, that's who I am. I want to know everything I, I know. And I got into a really good group. Podcast magazine was part of it and I was getting honors and I was having people come on the podcast because then I decided I'm going to do a whole little segment called quarantine stories. And that was about people throughout the world that what their um, COVID looked like. And I would skip down the stairs and I would tell my kids and, and Dan, oh my gosh, like we think we have it bad. If you live in Europe, like you can't even go out of your garden. Like you only can go once and there's police everywhere. This is crazy. And, and it was like, it was, it was just like, I mean, I was so lit up and it was a really, really fun time where I, I was flowing like it was insanity, insanity. And I have to say, I'm sure there's other times in my life that I was doing this flow and, but it wasn't until that time 
that my story was really evolving and I was really aware of it. And I was really aware of where it was going and where I wanted it to go. We could call it age. We could call that it was the path that finally, you know, I got on, you know, God, the universe, whatever you believe in, um, that, that I finally was on that path that was meant for me. And so it was just like this flow. And, you know, from there, um, I rebranded and then it became your next stop. I had some great people that, you know, said to me basically like, I love what you're doing, but next up crazy town because crazy town to me was like love and energy and my, my kids, my dog, my house, like just that energy of me growing up with five of us. And, um, but to some people, crazy is not good. <laughs> and so they, you know, people would say when you're asking, you know, people to be on your podcast or maybe a higher caliber, they might not want to be on something that's called Next Up Crazy Town. Um, but then I would also have other people on the other side being like, I love that. That's so endearing. Like that was what made me want to be on it. And so it was this really interesting thing, but I did kind of self-reflect and dive in. And I was like, you know what? This is a brand that I am creating. I am the brand and it's your next stop. And so I'm, so we, we rebranded and I kept some of it, you know, Next Up Crazy town and your next stop. But it's like your next stop in life because that's exactly what I was doing. I was literally doing exactly what I was talking about on the podcast because now I did a series called Love What What You Do. And I was meeting all these people from Clubhouse who I'm still really connected with, which I just absolutely love. They've become really good friends of mine. And it is all on like love what you do, like creating from your passion, turning it into a business. I then created this whole workshop. People were buying it. The people were hiring me to coach them. And I was like, this is insane. From there, I had YNS Live with NFL Thread because Cynthia Zordage is my co-host on that. But I had her on the podcast. And we then created that brand and that segment to really complement what she was doing live at on the Super Bowl week. So actually, this is this episode's coming out on Tuesday. So this when, when you hear this, I am flying to Vegas and I'm going to be again doing those live events with Cynthia um, on Thursday, the luncheon where we uh, have the podcast there live and it's an awesome networking group. I mean, networking luncheon. It is incredible. I mean, the, the energy and the feel in this room and the hearts of these people. And it's really about networking and connecting. And there's a lot of players. We also do a segment called Pivot that um, talks about the transition out of the league. Like, what does that look like? And you guys have heard me. I'm very passionate about that. First in that segment, but then my co-host and word blindness, Brent Sopel, when he trans out, transitioned out of NHL, like what that did to him. And there's just so much that needs to be done in that space. But so that is something that's really close to my heart. So I go and I talk live podcasts. We have it there. It's uh, live stream through Fireside, uh, which is Mark Cuban and Fallon Fatamines, another app that I got in early. So I had a really big following in there, which was really exciting. And I tell you all of this, not from ego. I tell you all of this because you could do exactly what I did if you listen and really, and really self-reflect and really dream, dream big. If I am doing what I'm doing, any of you listening to this can do it. So if you're feeling stuck in the moment of your life that you're like, Ugh, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I beg you to find that space that you can daydream. And if things keep coming up or you're talking to people and things keep coming up, explore it because it's important. I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, but again, this does not come from ego. This just comes from excitement because again, of my path. So I do that. Then we, there's a flag football game and then there's the fashion show, which I get to interview people. Um, you know, players. I mean, it's, it's, it's really fun. And, uh, on the red carpet, the fat, the flag football game, this is new this year. And, um, 
I'm going to do like some sideline when, and when the girls come running off, cause the girls are playing and the husbands are coaching and we have, I mean, a, an amazing group. There's going to be a jumper. I mean, it's, it's at the NFL experience. It's going to be over the top and exciting. And I am beyond excited. I just found out what I'm going to wear, but I haven't even tried it on. So, uh, yes, I leave Tuesday. So I know all you guys listening, my friends, uh, out there are like, they hate that I do this because I never know what I'm going to wear until the last minute. Cause it's really the last, I mean, this is a lot of work. Cynthia put so much work into it and it's an incredible event. We do not have any more room for sponsors because it's done. But if this is something that you're like, wait, I want to be a part of that next year, we'll be doing it again. We also do it at the draft and at the Hall of Fame. So and my son this year is going to be joining us as an intern, which I'm really excited for him. So that's that then came out of your next stop. So that segment again, and then I was doing live events and just really sharpening the skills that God gave me, sharpening my communication, networking, connecting kind of skills. And... um from there, I then created a a business. So not just my podcast, but then my business. I had, as I said, that um, workshop, which is still, you know, I actually I had taken it down recently because it was really um, needed some updating. But from there, then I evolved into a storytelling consultant. So people that were on my podcast would say to me, I love the questions you asked. Not everyone asked me that. And I really love the feeling I got being on your podcast. Can can you like, can I hire you? Or in the beginning I was doing it for free. And then it was like, we I, can I do it again? And, and, you know, can I pay you? And so then I created a business out of that, which was really, really, really fun and really exciting. And exactly where I was meant to be. One of my first clients happened to be Danielle Fetty, who is the co-founder of the company I work for, FetTech. And then they hired me as their chief communications officer um, for FetTech, doing incredible things. We're, we just came back from Florida. We're doing clinical um, studies. I'm in the science world. I mean, again, because I kept myself opened. And again, this is what I want to tell you. And I know I've said again and again and again so many times, but it is really important to stay curious and stay dream, uh, daydreaming and acknowledge your, um, where you evolved and acknowledge it and, and, and feel those connections when you're meeting people, talk to them and listen, truly listen to what they're saying because you never know who they might connect you with, especially if you're in this open kind of world where you are looking for your next stop and, and, um, it, it is a really exciting time. So then word blindness, I interviewed Brent Sopel. So then another podcast came out of it because I was asked to interview him for a television show that hasn't come out yet. So I can't tell you too much about that. But I was flown to Chicago to interview him on your next stop. And then um, they're going to take a segment of our interview and put it in his entire story. And um, when I met him and he was telling me what he was doing in the dyslexic world, for dyslexics, I was like, wait a second, I need to know more. And I basically kind of stalked him. We laugh about it. But I was like, can we start a podcast? I want to give back to what you're doing. And I really think the best way is would be a podcast so we can share stories. We can talk about what our dyslexia looks like and how things need to change in the dyslexic world. I mean, from education, from early detection, from tutoring, from the money that is spent. I mean, the schools, how much things cost. Like, Not everyone can afford this and things need to change because it's just getting worse and worse, especially after COVID. He finally said yes. And we have just... um I think we just launched episode 25. We we do interviews once a month and 
the group that we have collected because of our connections, because of our staying open and talking and putting ourselves out there has been so beautiful. And you have to stay tuned because what we are doing is going to be uh, it's going to be, it, it's going to disrupt. I mean, it is really cool. And we have all these pieces. And I always say we have this connect the dots. We have little dots that like on each of the things that are all connected and maybe some that are missing here and missing here. So if you guys are listening to this and you know people in your world that are dyslexic or that want to give back that are like really, you know, love kind of helping missions, helping kids and, um, not having to struggle in school and all these different things, definitely reach out because we have opportunities, uh, so many opportunities at what we're doing. So I'm glad that I just did this short episode for you guys because I think it's really important to, again, kind of connect with my listeners and not just always have interviews. And so um, thank you for listening. And if you guys have any questions, um, anytime you want to jump on and listen to, you know, have me ask a question about what I did and kind of the self work that I did to kind of get me here, I am happy to do it. So you guys, you don't know who needs to hear this. You don't know who is stuck in their life right now and needs that little, that little push. Again, everything that I've accomplished recently is because I've let myself open. I let myself not be scared of failure. And I was like, I have dreams. I want to do things. And, um, I, I kept myself open. So if I can do it, you can do it. So don't forget to rate, review and share. And we'll see you for another episode of your next stop. I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in each week. 